This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Peter Melo and Soko. Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast. I'm Bitumelo Nzoko. Investing, we all know, is important for wealth creation. The number of reader questions we get at MoneyWeb on how or what to invest X amount in shows just how much interest there is in maximizing the funds you have today for the future. So here to share some ideas on where you can invest your money is Trent Hodges, who is a certified financial planner at Grey Capital. Trent, if I have a tight budget and let's say I have 100 rand to spare monthly, is there a product that I can invest in? Hi, Timmy. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. If you have a tight budget, there are products that and investment houses that offer no minimums that you need to put in. If you have 100 grand spare to put into an investment, uh, companies like Easy Equity don't have minimums. Satrix don't have minimums. And they've got quite a big investment pool that you can put your money in between ETFs and direct shares. Um, so that would be the or, – or going to your bank. It would be between those companies that you'd look at to place your money on a monthly basis. But I'd look at, at possibly looking at what your budget is. Because if you have a very tight budget, you're just going to look at what your capital that you, you're spending it on. Is it on debt? Are there other things that that limit your budget? And you could be investing more. But there's no point in investing if you're paying so much in interest. So I would look at what your budget actually is. Are you paying a lot of debt payments? Uh, maybe your credit card is one of the things that you have that's bringing down your budget on a monthly basis. Look at paying off the credit card first. Look at the highest interest options that are going to be, you're going to pay more in interest than actually what the returns on the investments are. I'd focus on that. But if it, your budget is tight and you're a pensioner and you're looking to invest in the market or you're a student and you want to put money aside, I'd look at the easy equities or the Satrix or your bank investments um, that have no minimums. What if I'm in my 20s or 30s and have, let's say, 1,000 rand that I can set aside each month? What investment options are available to me? So I would look at a, a tax-free savings account as a start. You're allowed to put 36,000 rand a year, so 3,000 rand a month in these tax-free savings accounts on on an annual basis. And so you could set up a unit trust with the likes of Signia, uh, Satrix, Easy equities, easy equities and Satrix generally have uh, direct shares and ETFs that you can put money in. And you can set up a, an investment portfolio that you can put aside money on a monthly basis in your 20s and 30s and build up a nice pot that you can later on invest in, in other assets. But unit trusts obviously are uh, simple investments where you can put money in. You can do a lot of research online or contact a financial planner that will be able to assist you with that. I know there's a lot of interest among that age group as well with them wanting to gain access to technology shares, especially the overseas companies like Facebook and Amazon and Netflix. Would these products then be able to give them that exposure? Yeah, so if you, you had to look at easy equities, what I find with a lot of clients in the 20s to 30s under 35, they're generally quite comfortable with technology. So that as they want to invest in those technology stocks, something like easy equities would be an easy way to purchase those shares directly, whether local or offshore, you can buy an index, which tracks like the Signia Fourth Industrial Revolution Fund, which tracks Fourth Industrial Revolution type products, or they even got a FANG fund, uh, which is Facebook, Apple, Alibaba, 
Netflix and Google, those type of funds. Tesla's also in that basket of shares. So a, a breakdown of that, and you can buy it on the Easy Equities platform, which is fairly simple to set up. If you between your 20s and 30s, uh, I find those clients are very comfortable in setting up their own investments, doing their, their research. The only caution that I put is understand that investing in equities, there are, there's a lot of volatility. Um, and so putting aside capital that you can lose, but also building an investment pot um, if you have a strong conviction for those, those companies. So let's say you get 10,000 rand back from SARS this tax season. How can you invest this lump sum to get offshore exposure? Yeah, so so ten thousand. A lot of the the times on on ten thousand rand, the, the biggest problem that you have is finding place that will take the minimums. A lot of the investment houses uh, want minimums in in their funds. So again, it seems like I'm I'm going off on the easy equity side of things. I, I like their platform. It's a good platform, and they have no minimums. So easy equity, Satrix. Um, there's other companies called Swiss Quotes, uh, which are uh, stock broking accounts that you can open up, interactive brokers, um, or online stock broking accounts with your local bank. You could actually set up an investment and have access to offshore exposure. Alternatively, you could look at an ETF fund that tracks the S&P 500 or the Eurostox 50 or the um, FTSE 100. You can look at a lot of options that um, are available, and that would be on the Signia platform, on the Easy Equities platform. Um, there's a lot of options on offshore-based ETFs and indexes that track these these funds. And if I've saved up 100,000 rand, what alternative investments can I explore to maximize these funds? So on alternative investment fronts, so we're looking at private equity type investments, hedge funds, um, they're generally more complex structures than the other investments, which might be a little bit more simpler to understand. So I would recommend a lot of due, due diligence on the investor's side, um, probably get some some professional help on where you want to put your funds. Um, the 100,000 is a bit of a problem when it comes down to the minimums. A lot of guys look at about a 250,000 rand minimum up to a million rand. Some offer hedge fund options only from 5 million rand and above. So it's the barriers to entry are a lot higher on those type of investments. But then you could look at the cryptocurrency side of things where you could open up a Luna account with also nothing. And that's a bit of an alternative investment where you have access to uh, some Bitcoin, Ethereum, on their platform um, again comes with risk and i'd suggest that you do your research properly get advice from someone that understands the investments and look out for a lot of scams um, we've seen recently in the news there's uh, been some serious scams around the cryptocurrency markets and so understand what what you what the underlying investment is or structure is or uh, what Bitcoin is or what Ethereum is and the other cryptocurrencies because there's thousands of coins that you can literally make at a click of a button and understanding what you're investing in on those sides of things. There's no general minimums on the cryptocurrency side of things. Private equity and hedge funds, they generally have high um, barriers to entry. So 100,000 might not be enough to get access to it. Um, and so uh, that that's one of the downside. If you invest... In a fund that has exposure to hedge fund equity, uh, like a managed unit trust that has hedge fund exposure, that's one of the ways that you can get into the hedge fund space at a lower cost. And if I've inherited one million rand, how can I invest this to possibly double it? 
Well, Timmy, you can go to Monte Cassino <laughs> and put it on black and hope that it, <laughs> it comes right. <laughs> I think Togo's son would appreciate your money, but probably wouldn't go on that from a financial advice point of view. The 50% odds on red or black doesn't really sound too much in your favor, but you can double your money by doing that. If you're looking at what I find is a lot of people look for get rich quick type options, which there's no quick rich place to get rich or double your capital necessarily easily. Uh, whilst everybody would be rich and everybody would be doubling their capital every six months or 12 months or every time they go to the casino, but the house always wins. There's something called the rule of 70. I don't know if you've heard about it to me. No, I haven't actually. So the rule of 70 is that there's a very complex equation, but if you take 70 and divided by the return that you're getting on your investment. And that's what determine how long it will take you to double your capital. So if you're getting a return of 10% per annum, and so you go 70 divided by 10% per annum, it will take you seven years to double your capital. Um, if you're getting a 15% return, you go 70 divided by 15, and it'll take you just less than five years to double your capital. So it depends on the return on the investment on the investment to, to tell you how quickly it would be to double the investment. Um, and so, but past performance of funds don't necessarily predict the future performance of funds. If you want it within five years, you have to go for a high equity based structure, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get your double your, your capital within that period of time. There are, you would have heard in the media, a lot of companies offering double your capital within five years. They use a lot of structured products to do it. If the Eurostox 50 and the S&P 500, for instance, shows a positive return over that period of time, they use various instruments to to structure the doubling of, of an investment, less their costs. Um, there's one on the market at the moment uh, offered by Discovery, but there's also costs involved there. Um, so you, you, you've got to weigh up the costs. Um, there's no real way to get rich quick or double your money as quick as possible. Um, you're looking at... If you're getting a, a 7% return, 10 years to, to double that capital, that 1 million to go to, to 2 million. At retirement, if I have 10 million rand and I don't want to invest in a living or life annuity, what options are available to me? So as long as the, the funds are coming from um, discretionary assets, so meaning if it's not coming from non-discretionary sources like your retirement annuity, pension, provident fund, uh, those generally, the one-third gets paid out in cash and two-thirds you have to buy a living annuity. So it's assuming that you have 10 million rand uh, in cash that's not from those products. You can invest, depending on your risk profile, on various assets. So you, you could look at, if you uh, generally clients at this age want some guarantee, so there's there's guaranteed funds that you can look at that the life houses offer. So a guaranteed growth plan. The yields are, are fairly low at the moment, around five five and a half percent return on an annual basis. Also offer income options, uh, but again it goes back down to maybe a unit trust portfolio, depending on your tax structures um, and endowment. If your your tax is higher than thirty percent per annum. Then, then you would look at an endowment of 28% per annum. Um, you would look at an endowment type policy, a direct share portfolio. But the best type of portfolio is one that is diversified and structured to your risk profile. So depending on that investor's timeline, they maybe want to invest 10 million for uh, less than 24 months or less than three years then it's probably putting it in cash or cash instruments, reducing your risk. Um, if it's longer that, that period of time, then you can look at more diversified funds where it has access to cash bonds, a bit of property, a bit of equity. 
uh, it all depends on your risk profile. Um, but again, it, it has to be money that's free and, and you, you, you're kind of forced to put it into living or life annuity if it's coming from the source of funds is a, a retirement annuity or pension fund that it's coming from. So it has to be a discretionary fund, uh, funds that you've accumulated over that period of time. So there's no fixed investment option. Every client's different, but we, we look at, at various timelines of the clients. We look at their risk profile and what their propensity to risk is, how, how much risk they want to take on. But the assumption here is the person, if they're looking at a living or life annuity, they at retirement age. So they, they generally are, are less risk averse, so to be more bonds and cash um, and a bit of equity in their portfolio. Just on something a bit different, ESG funds, would they be an option for anyone? Yeah, so, so a lot of the investment funds are looking at those ESG uh, structures. So the uh, environmentally sustainable uh, investments are a big portion of a lot of the funds and companies that are looking to structure funds, um, there's specific ESG funds. And then a lot of investment funds now um, are following an ESG type process that they, they look to make sure that the capital that they're raising, most investors want an ESG type background. And so, yes, uh, there's um, something that you can look at. Uh, there are structures that are there. There's a, a lot more ETFs coming out, a lot more funds that are ESG centric. Um, in the past, we didn't really care much about the environment and uh, fund, there weren't any real funds that were looking for future generations where these funds are centered on it. So there are funds that are available. How accessible are these? We went through different budgets. In what range would you be able to access these in terms of finances? So yeah, so generally if you want uh, access to the funds within a, a short period of time, if you want an emergency fund, fund, those need to be available within uh, seven days or so. And so unit trusts are very flexible in the way that you can access it. If you hear the term unit trust, they're generally flexible investments that you can access at any time. Endowments are a five-year term time horizon. So you can only access them after a five-year period. So it depends on which product you put them in. A retirement annuity, you can only access it at 55. So a 25-year-old, as much as retirement planning is, is important, a lot of 25-year-olds aren't looking at uh, 55, they're looking at uh, the next weekend um, after lockdown, um, after all the, the lockdowns. Um, they're, they're looking at, at a year time horizon, two years time horizon. Um, and so a retirement is important for them, but that's not necessarily what they're looking at. And they want cash to access when they may be buying a property and, and those kind of things. So selecting the investment product is important. Um, so your easy equity type structures are flexible. Your unit trusts are flexible. Uh, an endowment is five years. A uh, retirement annuity is in earliest ages, age 55, that you can access the funds unless you're severely disabled or if you pass away, then your family will benefit from it, but you can't access it prior to that. And and that's one thing when uh, a lot of clients learned during the, the initial lockdown um, 500 days ago that the, the retirement funds weren't accessible if they weren't at retirement age um, and they didn't save up emergency funds. So that's another thing to look at is build up an emergency pot six times is on a general recommended six times your expenses to cover emergency ex uh, events like we've experienced with the COVID pandemic. Are there any last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners on um, what they should consider first before they, they start investing? 
So yeah, so look at your budget. That's the most important thing. Look, be be cautious about debt. Um, I'm not adverse on on accumulating debt um, as long as it's the right type of debt. Um, in my my personal banking or personal bank accounts, I call them good debits and bad debits. The good debits are the ones that are going into investment funds um, and growing capital. The bad debits, the ones are interest bearing. If it's a credit card payment or a car payment that that you probably shouldn't have bought a car that was on residual and it was more than you could afford, um, look at that, make that mistake once and then learn from that. And then pretty much... Uh, the only real debt that you should have is 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 your home loan, um, and stay within your budget. The bank will give you, um, gen- generally during the lending period, a thirty percent of your actual uh, gross income as uh, as monthly payments on your bond. Um, but if you go for that, then thirty percent of your it works out about fifty percent of your net income then is going to bond payments. And so don't stretch yourself too thin. Then you can't put money for additional investments. So always be cautious of your budget and then always assess your investments. There's no such thing as a get-rich-quick scheme. Anybody offering you above-market returns uh, in excess, like the ones that I've seen are 15% per month or 10% per day, um, avoid with extreme caution. Uh, you don't want to put your money in, in investments and lose uh, your capital that you've worked hard to 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 invest. So always be cautious. Contact a, a certified financial planner. There's a lot of financial advisors out there where a lot of them need a matric and a driver's license to give you advice. That's the minimum requirements. As per phase, they, they're adding additional barriers to entry as such uh, to make sure that the advisors are more skilled. Um, but they look for someone that's got a CFP. That means that they've done the tertiary education, that they've done board exams, and they, they've got a code of ethics that they need to follow. So um, look at the for a certified financial planner or a CFP uh, to give you the, the best advice, um, and that is authorized to give you advice. Um, sometimes around the bra, your friends are telling you that you're making 100% on this investment and you should put your money there. Um, I can guarantee you that investment won't continue to grow at that same rate. Sometimes it's luck and sometimes it's skill. Uh, Try and mix luck and skill and get decent advice. Thank you, Trent. That was Trent Hodges, who is a certified financial planner at Great Capital. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy podcast hosted by Britomelo and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.